Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Good afternoon, this is KWAD Radio, and we're on the air. We're live and we're talking. There was one specific thing today. I actually had something planned and then uh, that fell through. So I just said, well, hey, why don't we just have an open mic? Let's get a little crazy here. So I have an open mic. Anybody come in and talk? Come and talk about book industry. Open up about your gripes, your questions. What's going on? Plug your wares. In other words, if you have a book, you know, come tell me about it. Uh, you're on live radio. Maybe together you and I can come up with an alternative answer to your problem. I am a publisher and have been for almost 30 years now. I have 36 books and several more coming into print within the next month. Uh, we average, uh, I think, about three books a month, which is pretty good. Uh, we're not print America, thank goodness. Not Publish America, we're not uh, Lulu, we're not some of these others. And part of me wishes that we were, obviously, because they're doing a whole lot better financially than we are. <laughs> but... You know, on the other hand, they will accept anything and will publish anything and they will take out to the cleaners. So, in that respect, you know, I, I would not be them. So, does anybody want to call in? Also in chat here. The phone number is 714-242-5145. If I don't get anybody in the mouth of two minutes, I'll probably shut down. So, this is, and of course, here I'm, I am looking on Facebook, and absolutely nobody is talking. And they haven't talked since I said something about life, Mike. You guys are wimps. Got to come on and speak. Speak up because, you know, I don't have a radio voice. I just don't. Yeah, my partner, he's got the radio voice. But I don't have the radio voice, but it doesn't really matter because it, you have to have something to say. And if I have something to say, then you should say it. It doesn't matter if you have a radio voice or not. If you know what you're talking about, then you can come out and say something. And that's exactly what I'm doing here. We're talking about the publishing industry. And uh, yesterday we had talked on uh, Facebook uh, for a little while, and I had a couple people, people come on and ask. We were talking about copyright, and we were talking about compared to that with ISBN numbers. When is an ISBN number needed, and when is a barcode needed, and when is it not? Well, I might as well get through that right now. If I don't have any questions, I'm going to discuss this uh, issue. It's one of the biggest uh, bugaboos when it comes to publishing and one of the least understood parts about the industry uh, for authors is understanding what an ISBN is, is and what is uh, and when they need it and when they don't need it. So to clear this up, really, quite frankly, it's, it's simple once you know and understand uh, who's in charge of the ISBNs. It's not the publishers. It is a company called R.R. R. Bowker, that's R.R.'s and Railroad. 
Bowker, B-O-W-K-E-R. You can find them right online. They are a monopoly, and meaning that they are the only company that's allowed to control the ISBN numbers. They are the registrar, kind of like um, uh, you know, the domain names. Originally, it was one registrar. Then, before you know it, everybody was a registrar. There were lots of registrars out there, and you could get domains from a lot of different places. But really, there still is like one location where where these these addresses are handled and compiled and and administered. And same thing with the publishing industry. We are ISBN numbers are all controlled by one company. Our Bowker takes control of the numbers and at one time we had ten digits. We had ten digits on the backs backs of the uh, uh, books and magazines. Uh, magazines are a little bit different, so we'll, we'll keep that separate because that's a different code. Um, but the books have an ISBN number and that's an international standard book network. Uh, book number, I'm sorry. <laughs> international standard book number. And it is a control number that attaches to a publisher. Now, our Bowker controls the numbers. They, uh, you go in and you buy a block of numbers. You need to buy a single now. Because at one time, a few years ago, you weren't able to even buy singles. They were all done by you know, ten pack, hundred pack, and a thousand pack, and ten thousand pack. So before a few years ago, you you couldn't get you couldn't get a single. You had to get a block of ten. Now, the bad thing about that, obviously, was that you know uh, an author writes you know their great American novel to get a pack of ten numbers. They publish one book and it doesn't go anywhere. They never write another book again. And then we got nine numbers sitting there. The author and publisher, you know, whether you're still publishing, that your numbers. You own nine more numbers. You can't do anything with them unless you have other authors underneath you that you, you become the publisher for those authors. You can't resell those those numbers. You can't say, okay, I'm going to. Uh, and what the difference is, and this is where the they, people don't understand. Well, aren't there companies selling the ISBN numbers? Well, yes, they are. They're selling the numbers, kind of. They're kind of selling the numbers. What they're doing is they're, they're leasing the number to you. They're putting it in the backs of your books. But whoever is registered, whoever the registrar, you know, the, our understands whoever the registrar is, is the publisher. To them, you are the publisher, whether you're a single author of a single book. It doesn't matter to them. They they call you a publisher. And so at that point, you cannot resell those other nine numbers to anybody else and and, and uh, transfer the rights. That's what you're asking to do is, is to transfer the rights of those nine those nine numbers to other people. And our rocker doesn't do that. So we have a whole lot of numbers, obviously, that were never used because of this issue of block of ten. So a few years ago, um, our Bowker had to had to add numbers in order to uh, in order to get more numbers. Even though there are a lot of numbers never really used, they can't go back and reuse numbers that they already delved out with people, even if they used them or not. So they added three more numbers, and that's how we became 13 digits on our ISBN number. And uh, at the same time, uh, our broker realized that there were a whole lot of ISBNs out there not being used because of the whole pack of 10 issue. So they went ahead and reduced the costs across the board for all the packages and then started selling them singles. Now, when they sign them singles, they obviously raise the price for that single, but 
still, it's it's affordable overall, unless, of course, you have more than a couple books. If you have more than a couple books, you might as well buy a trunk, you know, a tenth hat. Um, if it's, you know, just 275 for a, a single ISBN and you've got, you know, three books, you might as well get a tenth hat. Because it's, it's under $600 for a tenth hat. So even if you wind up not using those numbers, it's still cheap in the long run to get those numbers, just in, just in case you become more prolific. And I'd have to say that after you, buy, after you write three books, more than likely you're going to write more. And after the second, the third book, I would think you would be really become prolific. And you never know. It's just, uh, there's a lot. You have a, you have a great number of years. And I don't recall offhand how many years you have with that number, but I know quite a few. And you're so you have a lot of years that you can possibly use those that block of ten. I wouldn't buy the block of ten until you're ready to actually publish your first book. Now, this is another thing somebody is people get in too much of a hurry, and because they're in too much of a hurry, they wind up using. Uh, other companies that already have the numbers available, and then they pay for the price of that because again, it doesn't matter whether you try to publish yourself. If you buy an ISBN number from anybody other than our Bowker directly, you are uh, giving them the right to distribute your book. I'm going to repeat this legally. Legally, you have given the right for that company that you bought the ICN number from to distribute your book. That doesn't mean that you gave them the right of copyright. That's completely different. What I'm saying is that you've given the right of the ICN number. In that sense, you've also given the right to be able to, to reprint your book. But that's, a, that's a different issue. The copyright is about uh, ownership of the words that you write. That's your legal standing. That's your right as your uh, intellectual property. So your intellectual property is the written word. But the distribution itself of that written word may or may not be yours, depending on who owns the ISBN number. So that's why it becomes critical for you to understand um, the legal ramifications of what you are agreeing to. Uh, you know, I've had somebody often I say, well, okay, so if Mashwords is giving, giving me an ISBN number, what does that mean? Well, that means that, uh, that you have given the right for Smashwords to distribute your book. Um, and them alone is... You can distribute your book because you own, you know, you, you, you get your books printed and you can sell them. So you, in essence, you're distributing. But what you're giving is the right, let's say, uh, uh, books in print, a uh, bookstore finds out about your book, somebody comes in and says, hey, I have this ISBN number, would you please order the book? Who are they going to order the book from? Okay, this is the important thing to remember. Somebody walks into a bookstore, with your ISBN number and your and your title of your book and your name, and says, "I want this book." The bookstore will look it up, and they'll find it usually in books and print, or they'll find it on Amazon. And uh, they may very well go ahead and order through Amazon if they've got the, the account to do that, or they'll buy it from whoever the publisher is, and. Publisher to them is whoever owns the ISBN number. Remember what I said, our about to consider whoever buys the ISBN number to be the publisher of that book. So that means that they um they they turn around, they buy a kind of book from from if if it's if it's Smashwords, they're going to go through Smashwords and Smashwords will have on file whoever is printing the book. Um, but they're going to take the percentages for now. So, again, they have the right to distribute because you just gave them the right. 
you just gave them the right to distribute because they own the ISBN numbers. That's their block of ISBN numbers. They already purchased them from our backer. Just like I have a block of 100, and, and all my block of 100 is owned by me because I paid for it. And as a publisher, I can distribute individually to the books that you know that are underneath on our bookshelf. Um, and so that's how ISBN numbers work. Uh, when do you not need an ISBN number? As people ask me that question. If you're just simply selling in the back of a room and let's say you have an event, um, you're, you're a speaker and you uh, don't have a, a barcode in the back of your book because if you have, you need to have an ISBN number if you're going to have a barcode. That's how it's connected. There's no way to make a barcode without an ISBN number unless it's an illegal barcode. Okay. So in order to have a barcode, in order to make a barcode, you have to have an ISBN number. On the other hand, you don't necessarily need a barcode. You don't necessarily need an ISBN in the back of your book, although I, I highly recommend it. Um, but if you are in a hurry and you say, I'm going to this event, I don't have time to put to go and buy the the ISBN right now. I don't have time to buy the barcode or make one. Um, I'm going to go ahead and put this for sale in the back of the room and for the money that I make from the event. And then I'll turn buy the barcode and be able to put it in the back of the book. That's the wonderful thing about print on demand, but we'll get into that in a second, is that you can always make changes. Uh, but uh, I did the same thing for uh, my third book, Battle for Time because we were in, I was in a hurry for the convention and so I went ahead and printed it without barcode but I, I did have an ISBN number but I wound up being the wrong one. <laughs> my mistake. Hey, it's my book so I made my mistake. Um, and so those books particularly I can sell myself but I can't really, I can't sell in the bookstore. It's not attached to the right barcode. It's not attached to the right ISBN number. So, um, in essence, I, I need to redo the cover of that book and be able to put a right barcode with my ISBN number, including uh, on the inside copyright page. So, so, if you are just selling, hand selling, I'm saying hand selling, that means you have the book in your hand and you are an event and you are taking cash for that book, uh, then you don't necessarily need an ISBN number and a barcode. Now, I can say that, but on the other hand, I would not recommend it because of the fact that uh, it helps to insulate uh, for any legal issues. Uh, copyright is inside the cover of the uh, on the copyright page, so that needs to absolutely be there. I always recommend that you have your ISBN number number on the inside uh, on the copyright page. But again, it's not absolutely necessary if you're doing hand sales. So, with that being said, uh, when do you need a barcode? Barcodes are really basically uh, for bookstores in order to scan them. A lot of bookstores when they're putting their own barcodes on it anyway. So, is it really needed? Not really. If you're not planning on going inside of a bookstore and uh, even on consignment, uh, then you don't necessarily need a barcode. Um, now, our Bowker and other organizations do sell the barcodes, and I don't do it that way. I have actually a free service that I use for this, and they have worked just fine. Uh, so, uh, I don't necessarily recommend uh, adding $25 to the cost of your production of your book just to get a barcode. So take a look online to find a free service and make sure that it looks good. I do make sure that the price is in the the, the barcode itself. I have the price of the book in the barcode. So I have the ISP number and the, and the price of the book in the barcode. Okay. Um, that doesn't mean that I can't go to an event and change the price, say, and give the what I call a show price. I go to conventions and I say, hey, you know, um, 
He said, oh, it's okay, so how much? And they're looking at the back of the book, it's so 14 and a half. said, well, the show price is 10. Show price is 10, then, you know, I'm hoping that, that they'll buy more than one. <laughs> it usually rarely works, but it's you know, it's a good try. And if you have multiple books, you know, try to package it so that way, you know, you do get multiple sales. And uh, that, that's one reason why you can do that. Um, any questions about ISBNs? Any questions about barcodes? Because again, it's not absolutely necessary for you to have them. You are selling your book in the back, in, uh, back of your car, which I had an author who did that. Sells all his books from the back of the car. And I'm not going to say anything about the legal ramifications of that, but that's what he did. So does he need a barcode? No, obviously not. Does he need an ISBN? No, not really. Would he need an ISBN if he, if he decides, that, hey, I'm going to legitimately put my book into the bookstore as an consignment? Yes, you need a barcode. Yes, you need an ISBN number. Absolutely. They won't take it without it. Prerequisite. Along with, uh, there's several other things that you have to have on a book in order to actually be approved to I'll put it into a bookstore. One is it has to have a spine. Um, Barnes and Noble specifically will not take any any wire or um, spine uh, non-spine uh, coils. They don't take coil uh, bound books. Um, if it's a cookbook, then they do what they call a hide and seek. Uh, binding, and what that is is it makes it that it looks like it's a uh, perfect bound book, but it's not. It's got a coil on it on the inside, but it's covered up. <laughs> yeah, it adds quite a bit of money to your your book. But uh, now, if you are wanting to have your book coil bound, and and that's fine. Uh, that way, it lays flat. But again, you're gonna you might have issues going into quite a few stores. Uh, Barnes and Noble won't take them, but you know they're not the only dogs on the on the ship. So, if if I were you, I'd do what you need or feel that you really want to do with your book. And if Barnes and Noble won't take them, well, then so be it. I'm not particularly worried anymore about whether or not I have large sales with, with the uh, big bookstores and it's because that's not really where the sales are coming from anymore. Um, so that's a, a different, entirely different show. So, uh, again, your ISP number now, that was a print book. Now the big question is, well, I've heard now that I need to have an ISP number for an e-book. That's true. As of April of 2010, as April of last year, uh, Apple came into the book industry and the e-book industry and uh, wrote their own rules. And one of them is that every e-book that goes onto their site has to have a nice fee number. Um, this is another reason why that. Um, Bacher decided, well, you know what, maybe we should be doing reduce the price to uh the block of ISBNs because we're gonna be we're gonna have a whole lot more business, so what do we care? And uh they they opened up they reduced the price and of course unfortunately that reduced the uh value of the ISBN block that I had. That's that was kind of a bummer. This year I could have gotten it cheaper, but you know that's, that's the way it is. Now my second set of 100 is going to be um, almost half of the price. It's almost half of the price I spent on the first 100. So uh, you know, I, I drove the car off a lot. Drove the car off a lot, and now they're not worth as much. Um, but the good thing is that at least I don't have to spend the same amount for that car when I go back and buy another one. So, there's always something to be said about that. And 
uh, still, you know, the, by buying block block of a hundred, there's still a lot cheaper for me for peace. Uh, but now, in order to publish a book, I would need two ISBN numbers: one for the print, one for ebook. Now, if you go in and you're saying, "Okay, I I want to publish my book in Kindle only," I want to publish a book in Kindle only. Um, do I really need an ISBN? Because they say right here that I don't need an ISBN. That's true. But you do not necessarily need an ISBN number if you are publishing only in Kindle. Um, the reason why is because they have what an ASI, yeah, ASIN number, and that is um, Amazon number that identifies the book uh, on their server. Okay, so their ASIN number is for them. Uh, they don't necessarily need a nice number that's attached to Bowker because this is online. This is online ordering, and that's why they don't necessarily need that. Now with Apple, they require it. And now we have Sony Nook, or uh, the Sonys and um, BNN.com's uh, Nooks. They're also requiring it. And some others that are now now we jumping on the wagon and requiring it. So uh, you might as well do it. You know, get an ISBN number, and you are. While I have to say, it's an experience now that um, I would say the seven eighths of my or three one three quarters of my sales in eBooks are on Kindle. So because of that, um, obviously I can see the point of, of you know, putting your book on Kindle. And I do that first for two reasons. One is because I know that, that it sells faster. And two, it doesn't take them so blast as long to get it online. Uh, it's, it's really complaining about Barnes & Noble and BNN.com, how long it takes them to put these books up for sale. It's, it's just insane. We're doing the work for you. Why is it taking so dang long? But, you know, that's... They've got the control. So, nothing we can do about it but wait for it. Um, that is the issue with them, is how long it takes. And so, all that time that it takes them to actually approve it and put it up for sale is months of lost sales. So obviously, I'm going to put it in Kindle first because it only takes them a couple of days. Yeah, you put it up a couple of days later. You've got your code. You double check it. Uh, I've had other issues, you know. So I double check them. I, I check on the percentages, make sure they're right. Um, I that percentages that you're going to be getting in royalties. So I check my royalties, make sure that's right. I check on. Uh, there have been times in which the price is not even on the page uh, on your Kindle uh, when you go to order. So it's, you have to check everything. You know, um, you don't have to make sure everything's right, and 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 then you leave it alone. And uh, now I noticed on Kindle that they we have separate. Uh, Fulfillment on Kindle. In other words, the, you know, whatever sale they do on Kindle is actually separate from the sale they do on on Amazon for print books. And uh, so I'm paid two different times. Unfortunately, that means that you're also waiting for several months for that wave of money to start coming in. You just have to wait, you know. Um, and then, of course, turn around. You can distribute your royalties uh, to yourself or to your your authors after that. But that, these are all issues with this new change of of publishing. Okay, I'm down to almost 30 minutes. I don't see anyone online. Let me see if anybody's on Facebook. I'll put you guys at home, give you a little music, and see if anybody's on Facebook. I'll be right back. This is K-Wide Radio from Patty Holstrom. 
is Patty, KWOD Radio, and we're alone live. We just got done talking about ISBNs and when you need them, and uh, barcodes, and back of books, and also uh, the whole change in face of publishing with the regards to ISBNs on ebooks. I don't have a question yet, and I don't have a, another caller, so I'm going to discuss uh, another new website. And the website is, I'm going to put it up on here, it's manuscript2ebook.com. That's manuscript, the number two, ebook.com. It is a, a new service that allows, uh, it's a total conversion of your manuscript or written project uh, total conversion in only 24 hours. In other words, you put in your manuscript, um, you pay for the conversion, total package conversion, and in less than 24 hours you have all of the formats you could possibly possibly need for eBooks for only 99.95. Now, what that is is it, it's total conversion is where they take your Word book, your Word file, and or your you know wherever you wrote your book, and you send it in to their format, which is uh, Doc or DocX, according to the uh, website here, and they convert your file into an EPUB, which is for Apple's and Androids and and quite a few files, and quite a few readers take EPUB. It's, uh, it's the wave of the future on the EPUB. Then they also take the Kindle and Amazon a print PDF and then Smashwords. Um, every format that you need has different rules. And it's all about programming. It's about pulling out the, the, the cred that, that Microsoft Word puts on that code and putting it back into a format in which these locations can read it, these readers can read it. The, I'm talking about the national little machines that, you know, whether it's a tablet or whether it's your iPhone or whatever, whatever it happens to be. Okay. Um, or like your computer. You know, you, you can no longer have to have a Kindle in order to read an e-book. You can have a Kindle e-reader right on your, on your computer. Not sure if you guys knew that, but if you didn't, go on to Amazon. You have a e free e-reader that you can upload to your computer, and you can buy the Kindle books online and have them sent right to your computer. So, uh, well, it's sent to email and then uploaded to to your uh, Kindle uh, based on your account. So that, that's. The cool thing about this is that you get all of your every possible way in order to uh, uh, convert this book of yours, and being able to have total freedom and control of your uh, of your book or your project, and to get your ebook conversions and PDF files for sales now, um, take control of your career, make extra income. Be the author you always wanted to be in control of your future. Read this right off of their website. With this publishing conversion package, you'll benefit from having your book available for download on such e-reader devices as Amazon Kindle, BNN Nook, Sandus, and the iPad. Um, also on the Kobos, because Kobos are the same uh, format as your Nook. You also have the advantage of setting the retail price of your book and your author royalties. Um, on Friday, uh, during my show, Publishing Poop from a Publisher, we will be discussing uh, such things as pricing of your book and also marketing. Pricing is important because you can't market unless you have a decent price in your book. And uh, that includes ebooks. So we'll be discussing that, and that's at 8.30 in the morning, uh, Arizona time, this Friday. Anyway, back to this website. 
what's interesting about this uh, is not says that I mean there's a lot of conversion uh, companies out there, but they this one also does your short works. In other words, if you have short stories, which are really, really hot commodity right now, um, to put up on candles and, and being able to sell it yourself. You don't want to send anybody your, your word file because you're not sure whether it's going to, uh, they have DocX or, or whatever version they might have. You can send them a PDF file, but not everybody can read the same PDF file because they're not all created equal. Um, so my suggestion is to do conversion, be able to sell that book yourself uh, in any format, or sell that short story yourself in any format, uh, right on your own website, right on your own blog. So that gives you total freedom and, and with this conversion and being able to take these files and, and put them where they need to go and start selling now. If obviously you need to watch your rights. If you have a publisher already, then you need to double check your your e-publishing rights. Um, I'm not going to tell you that whether or not you can sell your book or not. Uh, that's something for you to to be able to check on. But in the meantime, uh, again, this is manuscript to ebook.com. Manuscript number two ebook.com. Um, these are friends of mine, and they. Uh, has spent years getting this program to work, and it's 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 one two kind of things. It's not only that the programming is there, but also that they they are uh, personally putting the chapters up, and then uh, double checking after conversion to make sure that everything was okay. Um, this does not include the editing. This does not include uh, separating your chapters. Uh, which I see a lot of. I don't understand why anybody would never would ever do that. But you have to create your own chapters. You have to do your own editing. What you give them is what you get. Okay. So you do put your homework. But if you're ready to go, then this is this is the time to do it. Um, you get total control of your writing career and the sales of your work. You get five file conversions to literally take anywhere to sell. And all that for a really low price of under a hundred dollars. Now, if you have short works, and I mean by short, I give you a list here. Uh, for sale, for school, for work, or as marketing tools, increase your sales, book sales. You convert the following short fiction, booklets, pamphlets, term papers, short novels, or nonfiction works, essays, short poetry books, booklets, Small, uh, small work manuals, short screenplays. I uh, that's interesting. Short screenplays that would make that would make sense because if you if you made it into an ebook format, you could send that to agents and producers as an ebook. Just an idea. Just an idea. Um, the short screenplays, white papers, or any small text only. Base pieces. Again, it's so text-only base pieces. They are working on, on getting uh, pictures converted, but for now, that's this is just for text. And if it's not on this list, then you can, uh, they may still be able to convert it. They also suggest that you. That's something that I told them about. If you want a chapter booklet. Uh, and what that is an already published work, and I will be bringing this up on Friday as a uh, inexpensive way to market your book is by giving little pieces of it. So that's something to think about, and I'll be talking about how to find that affordable um, and why that's important. But anyway, this uh, this website will allow you to. Uh, send them the files, and they will upload uh, your chapters and your information, and your bio, all that stuff. And I've seen their PDF file; it is print ready. Uh, I printed them as is, ready to go. So you can take this file to a printer, and it can print right from that file. You have uh, everything on there. Explains that also on the website. Why PDF conversion design, and that is because 
yeah, facing pages to allow for gutters and readability of all books. Never again worry about your words being eaten by the gutter inside the book. Yeah, coordinated headers allowing for the book title opposite the author name on facing pages. Now, people who aren't doing their own formatting don't know what I'm talking about. Um, well, it says you open a book that has been published by uh, a publisher, and as a header, you, you've got one side that has usually the title of the book, and then the other the other side of facing page has the name of the author. That's what those. That's what I mean by opposite headers. Um, page numbering is automatic, not set on headers. Uh, Preset margins for all four sides of interior pages. Uh, title page with your title, your author name, and your publisher name, or none of them, depending on your situation and what kind of piece this is. Uh, also includes auto copyright page with all required information for standard copyright information can be included. You can oh can also include an ISBN if you have one. If you want one, then check. There are other services. Um, they are attached to a, to uh, well. If if you need an ISBN number, you're going to wind up going through me on that. So, uh, they don't sell. Uh, with kids does not sell ISBN numbers. So auto um, there's auto bio auto author bio setup back of the book. Obviously, you have to give them your text, but it gets done otherwise. Uh, once you give them the text, it gets into the right places. Automatically sets and looks professional. Uh, sets all up all the extra pages with your text, your dedication, acknowledgement forward. And if you have reviews, everything is there. Okay. Um, all that information is right there uh, online and tells you what's the, why PDF is important to authors. Um, and they don't stop there. What they do is they take this information and they make it into a print PDF file, but they give you three different sizes. And why it's important is if, let's say, you're doing a white paper or an essay or a term paper, you know, it's a large, you know, larger format. Uh, so you want your letter size, eight and a half by eleven. But if you want it printed as an actual book for sale, you may want it eight and a half by eleven, or no, sorry, you may want it as a trade paperback size, which is eight and a half by five and a half, or six by nine. Now the difference is, I think I've talked about this before, that if you are nonfiction and you have a lot of pages, then I would go six by nine every time. Um, you can fit more words on a page uh, for six by nine, so that reduces the count of your of your pages. And why that's important is because you're paying per page. So obviously, the less pages, the less it's going to cost you for that book. So that's when six by nine becomes you know critical. I've got some fiction authors who are who write quite a few words, and so they we go six by nine for them. And reduces the number of pages. If let's say your poetry book and um, you don't really have that many pages, then definitely go with eight and a half by five and a half, which is like half a page, half of a normal eight and a half by eleven. You fold it over; that's eight and a half by five and a half. Now, this does not include cover. I understand you? You're going to need to design your own cover. This is no interior graphics, tables, or pictures. For this conversion price, for ninety nine ninety five, you they can't possibly do it off for that price, but they can definitely uh, get your text based uh, uh, works to you, so that way you can put it up to sale right away. Twenty four hours. I mean, this uh, instant gratification, people, for a very low price. You get every conceivable format that you're going to need. You get the word file, and this is where it's really going. Cool. Give you a word file that's already ready. It'll be put up to Smashwords. Now, anybody who has put a book into Smashwords know they have a book, I mean, their own booklet, that has the rules on how they want to see your Word file. Uh, 
this conversion already does all that for you, including including the passwords mandatory um, uh, copyright uh, paragraph that they want you to put in the copyright page. They have a uh, paragraph that's, that's mandatory to go in the copyright page of every Smashwords book. It's included, people. It's included. So you open a book, uh, open this file, and <clears throat> you're going to see the Smashwords required paragraph already there, ready to go. The file's ready. You take that file from what they send you, and you go on to Smashwords yourself, and you know, put your uh, information in there, get yourself an account, and uh, and upload your word the word file that they sent you, along with uh, all the other required information they they, they ask you. And it does take a couple of days for them to. Uh, I think it was like 13 hours for one. It depends on how many they have in the queue, obviously, but. Uh, within a day or two, you're going to have your book up for sale in Smashwords without having to worry about converting, without having to worry about formatting because this service does it for you. Now, you know, they've got people on Smashwords that will do this. They've got lists of companies that will do it for you. But you know, you're going to pay for that. So why pay for it and multiple times? You're paying uh, for, for Smashwords and you're going to pay for somebody to do a PDF file for you, then you can pay somebody to do an EPUB file for you. Why do that? With one package conversion for less than $100, you're going to get every format you need. You're going to also get a Word file in Kindle format ready to go up onto the Kindle, uh, you know, already converted, ready to go up in the Kindle. I've already tested these. I've taken a look at how it looks in HTML, and I've taken a look at how it looks with this Word uh, converted file. And I say converted file because that's not the original Word file. It's taken your original Word file, put it through their system, and made it look a lot better, a lot better than a lot of other ebooks that are out there right now. And it goes right back into, uh, it goes into the Kindle looking clean. I've seen them. Uh, they're clean. They're, they're they're readable. Didn't see any uh, glitches when it comes to uh, codes that I see on occasion. So uh, I, I didn't see any of the same problems. So I didn't see the same issues that, that we have across the board going on in the conversion business. And so this particular case, I have not seen any particular problems. So. Uh, I highly recommend it, especially for the price. Uh, it's killer. I mean, you're getting your print, you're getting your ebook conversion. You're you're able to take control of that. You're able to put the, these files right up on your own website. Uh, whoever wants to buy it, uh, you can send it right to them. Uh, that's that's easy money for you, and you're going to make that back. And and uh, depending on how much you're selling your books for, obviously, <laughs> but. Uh, you got you got a great start here. So take a look at it. It's manuscript to ebook.com. Manuscript and number two ebook.com. And it's a brand new website, and um, they've been working on this for quite some time. So I I know because uh, I'm the one that told them what they needed the, the PDF file to look like. So um, I gave them their the parameters. I told them what they you know what we expect as publisher to see in the book. What we expect as a publisher to see on the PDF file. So I highly recommend it. Uh, the tested, been tested, and and uh, it's going to be a great way for you guys to take control of uh, of your sale, sales of your eBooks as well as your print books. Any questions? And just give me a holler here. I am going to be here on Friday again. My um, show that I have on Friday is regular, and that's from Shinko from the publisher. And uh, we'll be discussing again the marketing ideas, uh, some cheaper and free 
marketing ideas that I've seen. Um, depending on what kind of books you have, whether it works or not, is intense. <laughs> but yeah, we're talking more about that on Friday. Um, talking about that, we'll be talking. Uh, and anything that you have, questions when you have that we already discussed today, um, we'll be discussing the uh, uh, formatting uh, of the books and why that's important. And of course, if you have any questions on I've already said about ISBN or a barcode. I am online, obviously. And I am on, on Facebook, and I'm going to copy that into my chat. But just for everybody else who's in the chat, is facebook.com slash pj, that's Patty Joe, dot H-U-L-T-S-T-R-A-N-D. PJ dot Ultrand H U L T S T R A N D two T's. And I think this is just seven minutes off to end. No answer. Uh, see comments here, but I don't see any questions. So anybody have a question? Because I'm going to sign off in two minutes if we don't. I'm going to put it on hold here and give you guys a chance to call in or to ask a question. And I'll be right back. This is Kate Radio and Patty. Let's try KY Radio, I'm Patty Altrian. I don't see any questions. So I'm going to sign out. And it's uh, I'm going to put some music on for you. So that will be the end of the show. And uh, again, we're going to be here on Friday morning, 8.30 a.m. here, Arizona time. That makes three hours difference in Eastern. 11.30 on the Eastern time. And if you're in Wisconsin, which is quite a few miles, there's are in Wisconsin. That's two hours difference. So, great time to call in and talk to me. Uh, do often get people afterwards who, who go on Facebook and they ask me questions. Where were you guys? Because <laughs> you can ask me questions here on on the chat on uh, Blog Talk Radio, and you can actually call in and talk to me physically. Uh, but instead, they decided, oh no, I'm going to, you know, wait to Facebook and ask her there. 
guys are too funny. Um, here, yeah, I have paid for this time. I might as well use this time, okay? So uh, I'm going to be here on Friday afternoon morning. And uh, I'm not certain about whether or not I've got a show going on on Saturday. I, I usually Saturday about 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, I'm not sure if Don is taking that slot right now. I have to talk to him about that and see if he'll be taking that slot about his uh, his face. Because he, he's done very, very well and has gotten a lot of uh, listeners about his uh, booth shopping space and his face projects and uh, getting back to the moon. He's, he's gotten quite a following on people listening, so it's been a couple of weeks since we've heard of him. So I was trying to give him a, a thought there. We'll see whether he'll take that at 1 o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday. And with that, that's our programming for today. And I hope you guys have a great night. This is Patty Holtry. I'm signing off from Radio. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.